0: Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast from San Jacinto Assembly of God in Amarillo, Texas. If you'd like to know more about our church, visit us online at www.sjag.church. Now, here's this week's message Get out your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 21, verse 28. Last week I started a just a three-part sermon series. It's titled Something Made Me Look. And I was using the scripture that I've asked you to turn to this morning, Luke chapter 21, verse 28. It says, Now when I see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And I spoke of last week about the advancement of technology and the things that we're seeing in the time that we're living as a sign that the Lord's coming is getting close. Because technology is in place for many things that we read about in the book of Revelation to be able to take place or through the tribulation in that particular period. We see a lot of the things that we have today is, is ready. It doesn't, it's not going to take much to be able to do a, a, a lot of things that require the massive tension of our world that we live in. And so we see that. If you, if you missed the message, I encourage you to go back. It's online at sjag.church. You can listen to our messages there. But I want to encourage you, if you've missed it, go back and listen to it. And, and today my topic is the series of lawlessness. It's when we're talking about what's going on today and, and, and things that are happening in our world that can cause us to look up. You know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in this world that we're living in that we forget the fact that we're just passing through. We forget the fact that there's a heaven that we're going to actually live in. There's, there's a kingdom of God that's actually our home, the place that we have citizenship. And we get so wrapped up that we just go through our everyday things that we get, nor, we get used to the things that are happening around us. And we never consider the fact that what's going on around us is actually pointing to the fact that Jesus is coming soon. And I believe that with all my heart this morning. I know, and I've said it before, that it's been preached for centuries. But my friend, we're living in the the time that it just seems like everything is fixing the climax. And and we're gonna see, hallelujah, we're gonna see the Son of God coming on those eastern skies and taking His church home. I believe that today. I'm not just preaching because I'm told to preach on the second coming. I'm seeing things that say He's coming soon. And I believe it's something that we should get excited about about amen? If you're not getting excited about something's wrong, listen, you're not going to have to pay your mortgage anymore. <laughs> That'll be a good thing, right? There's some things that should but most of all we get to see our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we look at these things this morning, I, I today you know as I talk about lawlessness, Johannes Lowe, Lowe said this um, he was the editor of the Greek English lexicon of the New Testament. And he based it on the somatic uh, domi- domi- domains, defends the lawliness. It defines lawlessness in the Bible as, listen to what he says it is, to behave in a complete disregard for the laws or regulations of society, to live lawlessly, lawlessness or lawless living, as to live as though there was no laws, to refuse completely to obey laws, or to live as one who despises all laws, when we talk about lawlessness, this is how he would define it, it, as he would, uh, would write into the lexicon and, and speak of the definition of it. There's two types of areas that we need to look at this morning, lawlessness concerning society that we live in, the area, the, the, the community that we live in and the society that we live in. Also, lawlessness concerning God's commands or the Word of God, the Bible. Who would, who would agree with, with me this morning? America was founded on the Word of God. It was, it was founded on the precepts and the concepts of what the Word of God spoke of, on how we are to get along with one another, and our laws all came out of that. So when we talk about lawlessness, we're also talking about a complete rebellion almost against what the Word of God says. And so this is some of the things I want to look at this morning. In the scripture, we find the word mentioned more than once when referring to the end of times. When you talk about the end of the times, you'll find that it's mentioned more than once. That says at the end of time, when, when things are about to wrap up, when the rapture is fixing to take place, we will find that the word lawlessness is right there with it. It's close to that same thing. Matthew twenty four twelve says this, It says that because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold or will grow cold. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do until he's taken out of the way. So both of these passages, if you're familiar with them, it, it is talking about the end times when, before the Lord comes back, both of these patches, uh, passages of Scripture are referring to end time events. The King James uses the word iniquity which is the same as lawlessness. And the Strong's Concordance uses the word, in, 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 when it comes to that word, an, anemia, which comes from the word animos, which means lawlessness, without law, wicked, and iniquity. All that comes together when you read those in your translations. The New King James says it will abound, and another translation says it will increase. Talking about lawlessness, wickedness, All these things will increase when we get close to the end times. So before Christ comes for His church, society will be very lawless and wicked. Both of these words are encompassed in a four-letter word called evil. When you talk about lawlessness, you talk about wickedness, you talk about iniquity, all these things are bunched together. And believe me, it, it all comes under this, it's compassed by a word called evil. And we know where evil resides. We know that evil is attached to the enemy himself. And so we understand all this when we talk about it. So this morning, I just want to talk about three things this morning as we look at this great country that we live in, America. How many are glad to live in America this morning? It's a wonderful thing, right, to live here in this country. We're blessed to live in this country. But this morning, I want to take some time to look at this place called the USA, which has the greatest population of Christians living in it. We're not, the, we're not the most Christian nation because of the population that we have, but we are the, the greatest we have the, the most Christians living in this country. So if we was to look at a country that has the most Christians in it, I think we could have a pretty good uh, survey of how things are going in the world. And so there's where we're at this morning. For I believe when we take a look at our own country, the evidence, should make us look up and say, surely our redemption is drawing nigh. Something that's happening around us, surely when we see these things, it will make us look up and think, Jesus is coming soon. And I believe it with all my heart. So I want to spotlight three areas this morning. The first being the children of America. I want you to think this morning, I'm glad if if you're visiting with us first time, this is our family Sunday, normally we have children's church where our kids go back there, but Sister Bella, our children's pastor, who's sitting back there on the floor with her kid, she uh, wants to get our kids coming in with us every now and then to get used to being in church and seeing how mom and dad worship, and I think it's a great idea. So if your kid acts up a little bit, that's fine, I don't care. I can preach around the noise, all right, I believe we're about family, and And so this morning when we talk about this, when we're talking about things that are happening in our country, I think it's a good thing to look at our kids. See what's happening with our kids and and what America is doing to our kids. You know, Matthew 18.10 says this, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Now, if you look at this scripture, I'll give you, the, the scripture can, been taken, can be taken literally as Christ has a little child upon his lap. And he's using that little child as an object lesson for the disciples around. But he's got that little, chi, uh, little child sitting there. And, you know, he, he'd rebuked the disciples before. No, you let the kids come to me. You know, what I see is, is the Lord has a special place for children. Amen. God loves his children. Not just the ones that have been born in men, but those, those kids that are born, God loves them. Jesus loves them. So we can take it literally like that, or you can take it figuratively pertaining to the new converts. Either one is an, a, a good interpretation for the verse. But I'm saying this morning, I'm going to look at it in the way that Christ looks at children. And I believe he's gave a stern warning on how we treat kids. Amen, I should have got some amen, especially over this side. He gave us a firm warrant, amen, of how we should use kids. There we go, that's better. They're doing better than y'all. All All right. Because either way, we know that God is extremely concerned with the welfare of children. Extremely concerned with the welfare of children. Can I say this morning, America used to be also... But look at some things that are happening to our kids in this country today that, are, that should not be happening. We are debating things should, that should not be on the table concerning children. We are talking about things in our schools, and our government, and things that are happening in different states that should not be when we consider the fact how much God loves kids. And it's consuming a lot of our our lawmaking and different things. So I just want to bring up a few things because, see, God does love our kids. But I think there's lawlessness working against our children. And I think it's time we wake up. The word despise in that passage is by considering the child unimportant. Talks about despising. Do not despise one of these little ones. Talks about considering them unimportant. And another thing about despise is by doing unbecoming things in the child's presence. Unbecoming things in a child's presence. It surprise you what's being done in front of our children today. Come on, it, it, there's no rules. You know, it used to be, well, that's adult language. I'm going to tell you, if you're Christian, there's no such thing as adult language. You need to talk properly. That's just a little sidetrack. And there's no such thing as adult movies. But in this world we're living in, there's things that are being done before our children that ought not be done. And then another thing when it talks about despising a child is by twisting the child's mind or body into evil behavior that they ought not have to go through. There's such a thing as innocence. Innocence. There's such a thing as childhood. There's such a thing of understanding that children do not think like adults nor they have the ability to rationalize like adults. And we're having a lot of things that are happening in our country today that are abusing our children. And a lot of it is lawlessness because there's no laws that are restricting it. So are we guilty today in America? Well, I just point out some few things because I want to be able to preach and get done by noon. You know, there's some things that are happening today that we are exposing our children to that says we're are in lawlessness. We have no boundaries. Let's talk about drag queens just for a moment. We're exposing our children to uh, a by, or, or our time letting a drag queen read before them. Come on, how confusing is that for one of our young kids? to see such things as this taking place. Drag queen story hour. You know, it used to be those that we allowed to teach our kids. There used to be morals. There used to be rules and regulation and law says, you had to live a good life if you're going to teach someone else's child. Now, just about anybody can do whatever they want to do and still be in that realm of teaching our children. Lawlessness. You know, a few weeks back in Texas, US, uh, there was a U.S. District Judge, David Hittner, temporarily blocked a new Texas state law from going into effect that would have criminalized sexually oriented performances in front of children or effectively banned some public drag shows. That's the law that Texas wanted to pass. And this judge stood in between it being, being law in Texas. You've got to love Texas, right? Oh my word, where are y'all from, Oklahoma? Okay. <laughs> you gotta love Texas, even though we got beat last weekend, that's all right. But I'm just saying you gotta love the fact that Texas is trying not to be lawless, lawless when it comes to our children, trying to put things in order, and yet we got judges that step in and say, no, we're gonna let this perversion take place before our kids. It's just, a, it's just what's happening in our country today. This lawlessness. Another thing that we're talking about here when it comes to our kid is abortions. Let me know that goes against God's law. That that goes against the Word of God. You know, there were 24,290 fewer legal abortions from July 22 to 23. And we find that that is less... Yes, it's less, but there's still plenty of that taking place today. Yet there have been over 700 bills being introduced since that time to try to allow abortion. In other words, the fight is still on by those who wish wish to kill God's children, those that wish to still abort babies, which is nothing more than murder, which in my book and in God's book says that's nothing more than lawlessness that's taking place in our community. You take it back to 1950. You would not have heard of such a thing. But today we have lawlessness abounding, and it's affecting our children in such a way it's messing with their minds and messing with their opportunity to grow up, up and be who God wants them to be. Come on, lawlessness is taking place in this country that we're living in. The whole gender choice thing. Man, I just get irritated. See, I, I've been really, I've, I i did not know how to preach this message this morning. The whole gender choice thing. We're going to let a six-year-old choose what they want to be. Come on, it was chosen in the womb yeah. by God. I, and we're letting we're thinking oh they need to be able to choose. I, I've been watching you know, I watched the video the other day they they put like a a stack a stack of money before this little child. And then they put this $3.99 toy. And guess what the little child chose? Mom and dad are going, "Get the money! Get the money!" But the little kid chose the toy. And then we're saying they have the ability to choose whether they want to be a boy or a girl. I'm going to tell you today, there's no such thing as 80 80 different genders. There's only two, male and female. And our children ought to understand there's no choice in that matter. We should teach them to love how they have been born. Because that's what God would do. But lawlessness is taking place and it's hurting our children. The whole restroom, locker room thing. Wow. Had a pastor. He preached right here Thursday at our fellowship meeting. He was in Lubbock, Texas, and they were in a restaurant. And his granddaughter, who's about 11 years old or somewhere around there, texted them from the bathroom, from the restroom. Says, there's a man in this restroom. And they said the whole table got up and went to get her. But that's just the world that we're living in today. Lawlessness. That says, hey, anybody can go into whatever restroom they decide to go into. Just stupid. Sex trafficking in all 50 states in America. All 50 states. The movie Sound of Freedom received quite a bit of opposition in this country and even some from Disney. And if you don't know what that one's about, it's about sex trafficking. It's about rescuing young girls and young people that have been, been slaved into that. And another thing that really you may not think of this morning that we have going on about lawlessness is the lack of discipline for our children. The lack of discipline for our children. The Word of God says, Proverbs 23, 14, you shall beat him with a rod. Now, I'm not real fond of King, New King James on that particular word to beat them with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. But the message puts it a little better. A good spanking, in fact, may, might save them from something worse than death. I, I'm telling you one of the most... in. in Injustice that we're doing our children in America today is not disciplining them. And I'm not talking about beating them, I'm not talking about abusing them, but I'm talking about discipline that corrects a young person to put them on the right path to where they know difference between right and wrong. It's not leaving stripes on that kid's rear, but it is actually teaching them how to be good citizens and who God is about and what good and right and wrong is about. I'm going to tell you, sometimes we just beat our children and never give them any instructions. Come on, kids, y'all should have amen me here this morning. <laughs> we just need to understand discipline is about learning and teaching. It would surprise you what's coming out of the mouth of little kids. If you don't believe it, just be a teacher for an hour or two and listen to what some of them are saying. I'm saying today that what's happening to our kids and what's happening in our nation today because of lawlessness, it is literally hurting our children today. And we wonder why they're growing up to be like they are. Lawlessness when it comes to our children. Another thing that I want to mention this morning is our government. Our government this morning. When it comes to lawlessness... Proverbs 29.2 says, When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. How many of you have been groaning? <laughs> How many you have been crying? <laughs> How true that Proverbs is. When it talks about lawlessness in our country today, the government is supposed to be for the people. It's supposed to be for our good. But it has not been that way in quite some time. And we find that lawlessness is in the midst of us. Can I just, this morning, lawlessness concerning our borders. Every time you turn it on the TV, and, and the thing about the lawlessness concerning our borders is that we, it seems that we have no laws, but we do actually have laws when it comes to Immigration. And believe me, I'm not against people coming to America, but I would like to see people come in the right way. But it seems like our government just says we're going to let whoever comes in that wants to come in. And my friend, may I tell you this morning that this lawlessness that we're seeing in our land may eventually come back and haunt us because there's no telling who all is coming across those borders. We might actually have a surprise attack just like Israel had if we're not careful. Lawlessness. They do not keep the laws that are written. And again, I'm not against immigration. I think it's a wonderful thing about America that we have plenty of people that come and and be part of our country. But there's lawlessness that's taking place. How about Congress? The President and the Supreme Court have made laws, laws, orders, and judgments that totally go against God's Word that totally go against God's Word. Many of these are on the concept of marriage, relationship, and family, and life. Some of the things that they are putting in orders or some of the things that are producing as laws go against what God has said. Come on, I can get I can talk about a lot of different things this morning. That's why I was mixed at mixed feelings about the message because I'm really not a political type preacher. I don't do this very often, y'all know that. But I'm saying today that our government is not following the laws that they ought to. That they're doing whatever they want to, and they are corrupt, and they need somebody to step in. But I'm going to tell you as we look at it, it should do something for you and I. It should cause us to look up because our redemption is drawing nigh. I believe. Jesus is on the horizon and we're going to see him split the eastern skies and we're going to see an amazing thing when Christ comes, hallelujah it's going to be those moments when we look at our government, yes I get all depressed I think what are you guys thinking I, I have to balance now some of you young folks have no idea what I'm about to say I have to balance my checkbook I know y'all are more on your apps and all that. But listen, I don't have that high of an education, but I know what it is to run in the red. I don't get to do that very often until the banker calls and says, hey, you're done. (laughs) What? Can I just print some more money? Okay. Lawlessness that they're doing. and, and, And you know... Listen, much much of this is because of corruption that's within our government. And that stems from, listen, this is where it's stemming from, it's called the love of money, which is the root of all evil, and all evil is attached to lawlessness, and when we talk about why we have the corruption we do, it's because somebody's paying somebody off, and somebody's doing this, and when you pay somebody off, you're ignoring the law, and therefore we become lawlessness, having lawlessness in our country. It's a terrible place that we're in right now, but this is where it is. Antitrust laws have been twisted and manipulated as the rich get richer, and this in hand gives them the ability to control. If you'll remember a while, a few, few months back, I'm sure all of you can remember the message I preached, but if you think a few months back, or maybe even a year, you know how the man is well, just the other day, and it could be five years, right? So I preached of the fact that spoke of that when it comes down to the media, to the news, there's only like five, a handful of people that are controlling what we hear on Channel 10, Channel 4, Channel 7, there's just a handful. There used to be hundreds that used to be in that market. But now it's all in the hands of about five different companies, five different incorporations. What do you call it? Monopolies, what you call that? That's ignoring the antitrust. And when they get five, they can all agree on what we're going to hear, what they're going to tell us, what news they'll present to us. I'm saying today it's lawlessness that's taking place in our government. Facebook, all of that, they're all on the same page. That's where we're at with our government. It is truly corrupt, which means lawlessness is abounding. I could say a lot more about our leadership and how it needs to be drained, but let me tell you today both parties have problems. Both, pro- both parties have problems. Lawlessness is abounding in our government. This should make us look up because our redemption is drawing nigh in the government. One last area is our society. Where you and I live. In the communities that we live in. In this place that we call home. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 5 says this, but know this, that in the last day perilous times will come. Perilous times will come. And listen what the description of society is in these last days. For men will be lovers of themselves. It speaks of that we will be lovers of ourselves. It will be life about us. We see a lot of this happening. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, parent, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying the power and from such people turn away. What is that talking about? That's talking about society. It's talking about what people will be like in those last days. My friend, that's not a very good description of the times before the Lord comes. When you were to, okay, I want you to move to a city and they have all this in there, you would say, there's no way I want to live there because of what's happening and what they say. We are truly in a time that men are lovers of themselves. You know, we, we, are, we don't mind a hundred different selfies. Right? I still haven't figured out how to get rid of my three chins when I do it. But it's all about us. Listen, we're living in this society right now. We see every one of these things happening in the time that we're living in today. And what does it say? In the last days. In those moments before Christ comes, we see society. We see these things changing and how people will be in these last days that we live. It's definitely about pleasure, a lot of different things. And I could preach a long time on that verse. But can I just, I'm just going to go a different direction just for a few moments. When it talks a lot of things that are mentioned in that verse talks about morals. Things that regulate us, that moral compass. Those things that we once said were wrong. Those things that God helps us to know what's right and what's wrong. Listen, the Bible says that this lawlessness would increase to let the morals go in our life is actually saying to let lawlessness come in morals keep us where we need to be morals are those things within us that keep me from doing something I shouldn't do those things are within us God has put those in and society has those for a long time America had morals that would would care more about you than it did about themselves morals that was there so it says lawlessness will increase has it done that? yes it has I was reading an article in America's List of immoral Action Keeps Shrinking. It would surprise you how America's thinking has changed in the last decade. This article was written in 2018. Today, 69% say sex between an unmarried man and woman is morally accepted. Back in, in 2001, only 53% spoke that. What is that? That's an increase of lawlessness. Same thing with a lot of different articles there. Everything, and I'm not going to read all these this morning, but I, even in, in America, adults saying having a baby outside of a marriage is morally acceptable. Today, 65% believe that. It, that is the case. In 2002, it was only 45% that believed that. Every one of the statistics that I'm reading here this morning in the last decade has increased. What's that tell me? The way that we see things. It's not that we can change. In God's eyes, if it was wrong then, it's wrong now. But what's happening to our society that we're living in today, we are rewriting what we call morally right. And more of the things that used to not be accepted now are accepted. And I'll tell you my friend today, it will do nothing but increase, increase, increase increase because the Bible says lawlessness, iniquity will increase until the day Jesus comes back. For those things that were once wrong in the eyes of the public now are being accepted. The the statistics that we find that are happening today. Listen, here's one of them for you. The percentage of Americans who say same-sex relationships are morally acceptable is, listen to this, nearly 70% now Nearly 70%, and listen, and and this is 2018, my friend. It's a lot higher than that today in 2023. It was 38% in 2002. From 2002 to 2018, it went from 38% to almost 70% that say, It's all right morally to be in a same-sex relationship. What do you hear? Lawlessness is increasing. You know what I hear also? The devil's doing a great job promoting his work and changing people's minds of what's accepted and what's not accepted. He's busy. He has an agenda. The church should have an agenda. We need to save more people. Amen. We find that these statistics truly proclaim that lawlessness is increasing. Proverbs 29:18 says when people do not accept divine guidance they run wild. That's the New Living Translation. But whosoever obeys the law is joyful. The opposition of God's word will bring Second Timothy chapter three verses one through five will bring it to pass. When we oppose God's word, you will see that list that I'll just put up there on the screen with that verse, Second Timothy three. You will find those things starting to come to pass when we oppose God's word. You want to know some of that talks about our children. You know why the children are gonna be acting like that? Because what we've done to the children in this country. We're going to reap what we've been sowing. All that will come to pass. Here are some headlines from non-Christian sites I found on the web. Talking about our country. Land of the lawless. That's Lepham's quarterly. Here's another one. Lawlessness in America. The progressive culture of death. And that's by Oliver North. Another headline was this the new lawlessness gripping America. You can find that article on, on the website called Spike. One just needs to watch the news for a moment and see how lawlessness in our country and society has become. Mass shootings, robberies, drugs, sex trafficking. Even in Amarillo, it seems like we have a shooting, have you noticed, just about every week. And, if it, and a lot of times it's a murder that takes just place about every week. Where in this little small town, and you say small, 200,000 is small to a lot of folks, it's really huge to me coming from population of 1,900, my last town. But I'm just saying today, just about every week we have something happening in this country. Lawless. Is it just the church, or is the church asleep, or does the world see what's happening? I want to share these with you, and I'm just about finished, so hang with me. This article came from The Hill. Americans purchased nearly 60 million guns between 2020 and 2022. That's a lot of guns. According to a study by The Trace, a nonprofit and nonpartisan new organization that tracks gun violence, yearly gun sales are running at roughly twice the level of 15 or 20 years ago. I'm not against guns, I I got several of them. Listen, listen, in 2022, 19.9 million bought guns in America. Texans have bought 5.8 million since 2020. That's a lot of guns, also. A Pew Research Center survey conducted a June 5th among 5,115 members of the Center Nationally Representative American Trends panel finds 72% of U.S. gun owners say protection is the reason they bought guns. Protection. Now, listen, I, I love watching Westerns. I really do. I, I've decided if I was uh, born back then, I probably wouldn't have lived very long. Because <laughs> I'm always trying to draw Gunsmoke and Matt Dillon and all those. But, you know, it's just the way life was. I guess everybody packed a gun. And, and, and we seem to overemphasize a lot of that. You know, the the, the outlaws are way better than they. You know They seem to be as we promote them. But the fact is this, is that many of them live back there. They, they wore a gun because they felt uh, they were not safe without one. And what's happening to us, because the increase of lawlessness, even in our own country, 72% of the people that buy guns today is because they feel that they need some form of protection in the, the times that we're living and the, 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 the society that we have, have, have seen grown into in America because they do, not feel safe. Now that's sad. But that is not talking just about church people that understand that lawlessness will increase. This is talking about everyday people in America that have seen the lawlessness increase and say, I've got to get me some form of protection in this country of the land of the free and the brave. Now think about it. If they can be that have that much insight to seeing what's going on. Church, it's time that we wake up and understand that we are seeing prophecy fulfilled in the midst of our generation that we're living in, that we see these things happening, that God has truly told us in advance that in the last day lawlessness shall increase and that when lawlessness increases, I am coming back for my church. This makes me look Come on, we can get so wrapped up in our life we never think about really what's happening. We get so wrapped up in our everyday thing and we're so used to all the horrible stories that we hear even in our own community that when's the last time that I heard about lawlessness happening that I thought, my God, my Lord and my Savior's coming soon. Do we still need to be a light? Yes, we do. Do we still need to preach the gospel? Yes, we do. Do we still need to share Jesus with somebody? Yes, we do. But at the same time, we need to look up this morning because Jesus is coming soon. We see lawlessness every day. Just the other day, my wife and I, we sitting down here on Tascosa Road. We had the green to go. Let me say it again. We had the green to go three vehicles ignored that signal light. Went right in front of us. Three of them. I mean, they, were, they weren't they were pushing the yellow. They were just flat saying, I don't care about your signal lights. And I guess since I was preaching this message a little bit, I was praying, or paying a, a little more attention. I have a guy cross right in front of me. The light's green, no walking on there, and just sits here and looks at me, run over me. Guess what I was thinking? (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) But sometimes you get so frustrated, but here's the deal. If you haven't figured out yet, laws help us operate. And when it gets to a point that people are ignoring some simple laws as traffic and different things like that, then we are going to start feeling the impact of those things my friend we're feeling the impacts of lawlessness in our, in our white house in our congress in the president's office in the supreme court we're feeling the impact of those things we're our children we, we say well what makes that kid that way why are they acting that way in school or why are they going down that road at 13 years old I'm going to tell you why because lawlessness has been presented before them it's sad. We see all these things happening. And in the society that we're living in. But I want to just turn that around a little bit. We're supposed to pray for our government, we're supposed to pray for, pray for people that despisely use us. But can I say today, when we see these things also, may we be reminded this morning that Jesus is coming. Amen. The last I heard, that is our blessed hope. My hope is not in this world. My hope is not in this country. My hope is not in the White House. Praise God. My hope is not in our government. My hope has been founded. It's been rooted. It's been anchored. and My soul is anchored in Jesus Christ. My hope is in Him and nothing less. My hope is in the Lord. So I want to encourage you this morning. It may be lawless and abounding, but our hope is not in this country nor this world, but our hope is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! He is the one that will pull us in to eternity. He's the one that will pull us into heaven. So still getting down and in the dumps, we need to rejoice that our Savior is coming soon. Amen? Amen. Oh, the older I get, the more I want to go over there. Amen? Because when I get up, I hurt so bad. <laughs> but it's not just that. I want to see my Lord. I want to Go and see Sister Nadine too. Amen. Wow. We got something to rejoice about this morning. Even though we see these things, let it drive us to prayer and pray for individuals, pray for people. But let it not depress us. Let us also be thinking something made me look up. And I look up to the east to see my Lord. Would you stand with me this morning?